Stay on Share the Stage. Welcome to Share the Stage, Shona. How are you? Thank we you. are live in full effect here. All right. Woohoo. <laughs> Man, it has been a, an exciting day, and there's been so much going on in the world, going on in the day. I uh, want to invite you to share the stage, and how are you? I'm great, Shante. I'm great. I'm excited. I'm ready to lift people tonight and just bring on the whoop, that, that wisdom, that understanding and knowledge, and have some fun doing it. Well, you know what? I am so happy that you are a guest with us today. Um, I just want to share a little bit about who you are, and, and we're going to go into some discussions of some of your accolades, things that you've accomplished in the world. And I know that you are a powerful woman, and I know you're tuning in out of state. What, what state are you out of? I'm in yeah. Kentucky, Old Grove, Kentucky. Old Grove, Kentucky. Okay, well, I'm here in Cali, as you may already know, and the weather's been insane. We've had a thunderstorm the last day, yesterday, but today is, the weather is absolutely perfect. All right. Perfection, perfection. Right. So today, I'll share the stage. Let me introduce who Shona is. Shona considers herself to be a leading revolutionary voice and a thought leader gifted to think in between the lines of life coming along other helping helping them boost beliefs unlock levels of understanding and knock off false narratives she is the bridge between the world and the word of god bringing them together for holistic life well being that's right my God, I mean, I am so blessed to have you on the stage with us today. Shona, tell us a little about your journey. How did Shona Denise become Shona Denise? Shona Dennis. Dennis. <laughs> okay, well, well, that's even better because sometimes on Share the Stage, your, your host tends to mess up, but thank you for bringing that to life. Shona Dennis, tell us your All journey. Right. Well, I'm glad you asked about journey because I'm a, I'm a lover of words. And the word journey means the act of traveling from one place to another. So to start off, my journey was an airbag to the face. <laughs> Can you relate to that? You know, when the airbag hits you in the face and it's an awakening. So the question for me is actually, when did it become my journey? Because, um, First of all, I want everybody listening to understand that there has always been an original destination and a journey for all of humanity. So everybody listening has a Genesis story. Um, God has known every one of us from the, you know, before we were. So you have a divine design for your life. But I didn't, you know, I wasn't born into this world understanding that. So it was airbag to the face, meaning that I was born into my family environment. And looking back from my childhood origins, I was steeped in a lot of generational cycles and patterns and curses and predispositions and dysfunctions that I personally wasn't aware of, as many people are. So I wasn't aware of mindsets, ways, behaviors, things that was taught, things that I caught, good and bad. So when you're not aware of those things, the little diversions come before the big boom. And that boom is when you grow up, spread your wings and you go out making other connections and relationships. So my journey started uh, 
a journey of just being unaware. It's a lot of people living unaware. They're living every day, day to day, but they're unaware. And guess what? We can't defeat what we can't define. That's one nugget you can write down if you're listening. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. And so that's been my journey. And um, at some point in my life, I, I, I got into a place of isolation because isolation can bring elevation. And I realized that from this day, from that day on, I wanted to bring people to AAA, just like we got roadside service. I wanted you to have a lifeside service. I wanted you to have awareness, awakening, and accountability in your life because you just got to have that because you don't want to live unaware. And so I want people to understand tonight that you are your greatest project. So you got to do the work on yourself and you got to live the life uh, of the kind of legacy you want to live behind. So my journey has been one of a triple A. I'm aware now I'm awakened and I'm bringing my own accountability to myself. And um, that's, that's been my journey. Wow. Wow. You know, aware now awaken and bringing accountability to yourself. You know, those things are so important, especially nowadays with just so much going on in the world. A lot of us are seeing things and are experiencing things that 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 we have not experienced or seen before. So by you saying aware now, awaken and bringing accountability, that's 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 so important. Thank you for sharing that. By the way, all those who are watching share the stage today. I, I hope you're taking some notes. You know, because Share the Stage is really about giving you some information that can help impact or change your world. So make sure you're taking notes because I'm taking notes. And the information that she is going to share with us is going to help hopefully change some mindsets and to renew their mental wellness. Shona, Tell us right now in the world today, there's so much going on when it comes to mental health. What are your thoughts on mindset in today's world? Okay, mindset, that's a, that's a very powerful thing. And so I, I, I have this little quote that I found and I want to share it with everybody. And it simply says that no matter what changes on the outside of your life, no matter how much money you have, how good you look, how good you feel, how famous or successful you, you've become, you will not be able to enjoy any of it at the expense of your mind. Did mm. you get that? Mm, mm, mm. So if your mind is in turmoil, if your mind is in trauma, if your mind is troubled, you can have all the money in the world, all the health in the world. If, you're, if your mind isn't right, if it isn't, isn't stable, then, you know, it doesn't matter. And so mindset is very important. And I like to, I always teach and and like to bring people back to a garden, like put on your imagination cap, imagine yourself a little flower in the garden. And so we have to have a garden mindset. Why? Because we're all seeds. Somebody has tended to your garden. Somebody plant, you were planted, God planted you in a family. Somebody watered you, somebody pruned you, somebody developed you. And, you know, whether they tended to you right, you know, nurture versus nature, whether they took care of the pest control, the weeds and the disease, that's your garden. So, you know, you, mindset is not just one thing. Mindset, number one, it was always meant, I got to take you back to the bushes. So mindset in this day and time, our mindset, number one, it was always meant to be spiritual. So you have to cultivate a spiritual mindset. Why? Because 
in the beginning, God made man and woman, and the first two humans communed with God. I mean, in harmony. They could hear God. They, had, they were in sync with God. And so your mind was meant to be spiritually in communion with God. So if it's not, that's just another area you might want to look into. Your mindset number two, mindset is uh, chemical. It's, inter, it's a chemical interaction, neurobiology. Every thought that you have from everything you see, hear, and think about is a chemical reaction. So your mindset is chemical. That means that think about what you're thinking every day. Come on. And then we can't believe everything we think, but we definitely got to think about how we're thinking about things and how we're feeling because each thought is a brain interaction. And what happens with mindset, we, the brain begins to wire you, condition you to feel a certain way, think a certain way. And if you're not careful, um, you'll get stuck. And then mindset is also biological. It's genetic. You inherit it a couple of things uh, in your, your brain health and the way you think it, you know, from your parents. Um, you inherited a certain way of thinking and you remember generational cycles. You, you inherited a mindset from the family you were born in. And so beliefs are difficult to unlearn. So if you were in a family that taught you bad things, good things, just remember mindset is also genetic and biological. And yeah. then mindset is it could be open it could be closed it could be a growth mindset it could be a fixed mindset so mindset is very uh what's the word it's very uh broad your mind is very broad in how you choose to use it and yes. so in this everyday world that we live in you know we got all this technological stuff going on we got digital world we got a lot of downloading and syncing and linking and li- uh links to click on in our life so we got to be careful on how we're thinking uh you know and what's what we're downloading so the bible tells us to be still wow be still and know sit down somewhere stop being so busy sit down in silence meditate get mindful and know what's going on with you in this world as you said with all this going on be still and know and so that's what i want to pretty much help people understand about mindset it's not just one thing your mind is a a broad multifaceted organ it's spiritual it's chemical it's biological and it could be closed or open. It could be a growth mindset or it could be fixed. So mindset is just something that we got to stay on top of. Yeah, you you know what? You're, you're so right. And, and unfortunately, a lot of us don't necessarily have a discussion in regards to when it comes to mental health issues, how, how people within our family are friends that might be dealing with some mental health issues on 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 giving them some tools on how to continue to have a positive mindset. Because so many of us, we look at things with our eyes and our eyes, I don't know about you, but my eyes be playing tricks on me. I see things differently and I'm like, wait a second here, am I really seeing that? So we can't always trust what we see. So with that being said, we have to speak truth regardless of appearance. And by speaking that truth, it helps us keep a positive mindset. We don't always have to speak what we see because a lot of times that can mess with our mind, girl. Right. Yeah. You said something that caught my attention. So mindset and mental health, you know, mental health, the rise of mental health issues are on the rise. And so mindset 
has to do with your mental health. And a lot of times when people talk about mental health, we talk about it as, as if we're not a part of it. We're all in, uh, all of us could have the potential to have uh, uh, mental health illness. And m to tell the truth, we all at some point probably have, because if you've ever been depressed, you've ever had stress or anxiety, and it's ever stopped you from functioning, that's a mental illness. You, you know, you, you, you had to do something or maybe go see, you get therapy, but mental illness, we're all in that. We're, none of us are exempt, but we, we, there are people that have, you know, brain health issues, you know, so mental health is uh, real, but mental illness, everybody's in that. Everybody can be stressed and uh, depressed and have uh, anxiety and all types of issues going on with their brain health, with brain health issues. So. And I want to speak about mental uh, illness, the rise of it. Um, please, please do. Well, okay, so, you know, that's a big topic now, definitely with COVID, you know, hitting, hitting the whole world, hitting the four corners of the world. Yes. And so COVID came, pandemic, a time of a new kind. And I want to tell everybody, you probably heard of this guy, Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, right? Yes. So... Maslow's hierarchy needs those five tiers say that, you know, at the bottom, people need food, water, clothing, you know, physiological needs. Then they right. need safety. They need a job. They need employment. Then they need a love and esteem and a, the sense of being. Yes. Um, and then they need self-actualization to become those things. So when the pandemic, the pandemic hit, when COVID hit, that just pulled the rug out from everybody's feet. Oh, yes. Everybody did. was scrambling trying to figure out how to gain a sense of control. I mean, not just grown-ups, but children. Yes. Well, everybody was trying to, you know, we're all in this thing, was trying to figure out how do I maneuver through so much uncertainty? You know, the pandemic has took like over half a million people's lives. So mental health definitely rose, I mean, at the highest level. And so I want people to understand in all of safety that it's okay if, you've been affected by that, you know, yes. mentally and disturbed and, and traumatized. It's okay because we're all in this together. We don't have to live under the stigma and the label. But when COVID hit, employment, healthcare needs, people couldn't get their needs, people couldn't get their mental health medication, people fell through the gaps. Um, a lot of uh, dis health disparities and inequalities was exposed, resources, housing, um, just people just didn't know how to cope. Yes. Adults, children, teenagers. So COVID affected all of us. And so people began to crack and fall to pieces. I mean, people that who were once considered themselves strong, you know, just got it all together, began to fall to pieces. And so I, I read some statistics and it said um, it was a global population showing the high increase in mental health, the rise in mental illness. And so I want everybody to understand this, that mental illness um, can hit anybody. It yes. really can. And you need to learn how to find, you need to learn how to cope. You got to understand how to sit with uncomfortable uh, situations in life and how to explore these things and embrace these things. You got to understand new norms and you got to be gritty. Gritty means you got to understand and have a higher mental resolve that, you know what? I'm going to reframe this. I'm going to have a different perspective. I'm going to survive through this. So with mental health, uh, mental illness on the rise, we got to get over uh, the stigmas and the labels. We've got to have better talk space about this. And, you know, with the black community, uh, you know, black Americans, we've been taught that what goes on in the house stays in the house. Yes. We don't go to therapy. True. We don't go to counselors. We don't put our business out. But we got to move past that. 
and, and realize that we got to have open conversations in our homes, in the church, in the community about mental illness, that uh, it's a normal thing to have and that people do need help. And there are other resources out there. So we gently hand people off to the right resources. We don't you we can't just tell people always pray about it. Pray about it. Prayer is good. Fasting right. is good. But some things really need the right resources. And there are yes. good resources. So I just wanted to say that about mental illness and the rise of mental illness, that we're all in it. We can all be affected by it from the, the least to the greatest. And, um, yeah, we got to have a better talk space and create spaces that are safe for people to come out and say, I need help. I'm, I'm cracking here. I'm falling to pieces. I don't know how to cope. I need some tools and skills and techniques. We have mindfulness. We have meditation. We got apps, calm. You got all kind of things now that we resources that we can help train ourselves how to sit down and uh, and embrace uncomfortable and uh, turmoil and traumatic things. I agree. I totally agree with you. You are right on point with this subject here. And you know, as I as I'm reminded of of a time in my own personal life where I was under some some depressed states where I found myself yes. in a sense of isolation and didn't want to talk to nobody and and all prideful, you know, and as men, unfortunately, as men, we don't we don't really share our feelings well because we you know, we're supposed right. to be the strong man and the mighty man, but yet a lot of us men, we tend to hold things inside and, and, and don't share because I think we deal with a lot of uh, rejection and we don't take rejection well. So once we get rejected, we shut down all the way. It takes a minute for us to come back out of our cave. So whoever's watching right now, and we just want you to know that, you know, it, it's okay to talk to somebody. It's okay to share your feelings. There's always someone out there who understands what you're dealing with. So you're not alone. And by, right. and by the way, those who are watching, make sure you like and share this video. Make sure you like and share this video. Today, we've got Shauna Dennis and we are doing, uh, share the stage with her and we are making an impact on the world. And I hope you guys are getting something out of it. So make sure you take some notes. Sean, here's another question that I want to ask you about. You have created a program called Let's Meet at the Well Network. And I was watching some of your videos online. You're doing an amazing job with sharing the word of God and just helping others. Tell us a little bit about Let's Meet at the Well Network. Let's Meet at the Well is patterned after uh, Jesus meeting with the Samaritan woman in the Bible. I don't know if you're familiar with that story. I am. He went out of his way to meet with a woman. First of all, women in biblical times were ostracized and outcasts. You know, women have come a long way. And so he went, and, and before I even go with, uh, talk about Let's Meet at the Well, I was reading the Success magazine, uh, Women of Influence. And it said that women, you know, we've come a long way. So I want to just, you know, give some, uh, you know, some 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 girl power to the women today that are are, are that's it. right that are awakening becoming more aware and the magazine said that um women have been coming more to the forefront because we know all around the world different countries and places women are still you know second kind of like second class and we're still uh, our rights are still an option you know we're still trying to consider should we have equal pay and all this stuff but the magazine said that women are coming more to the forefront 
And there are more female CEOs, you know, a Fortune, a Fortune 500 co- uh, companies, they've reached an all-time high. So that just shows you that women are making massive strides and uh, becoming more revolutionary. So let's meet at the well. Well, Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords, he takes, a- goes out of his way to go meet this woman, which is a Samaritan woman. Jews didn't mix with Samaritans, but he met her. And they dialogued. They engaged. They talked. Uh, he shared with her some personal things, um, told her about the men in her life. She shared with him some things. And what Let's Meet at the Well is all about meeting with people at the well. Meeting at the well is symbolic of what me and you are doing. Anytime you can meet at the well with somebody, it is symbolic of meeting with people, um, people of color, all colors of culture, character, and any kind of condition they may be in. You are meeting at the well with people. You are investing in connectivity. You are sharing stories, dialoguing, sharing your your vulnerable parts of you, the things that you, you want to share. You know, you are boosting belief because Jesus talked with this woman and engaged with her. Um, and she went and shared the story with a whole village of people. Then everybody was sharing success stories. And so let's meet at the well. It's about that unlocking levels of understanding. Um, and one good thing about being a, a good leader of an organization, which you are and I am, you got to have emotional uh, intelligence as well. You got to be able to see past your own experience and how and understand how you wrap that around the bigger picture of people out there in the world that need what you have. Yes. So that's what Let's Meet at the Well is. And I'm gifted at meeting with people, dialoguing, engaging, um, reading, going in between the lines with their stories so that we can both come up with something where we can co-sign our significance in the world, co-sign our value, our worth, because it's your birthright. God has always given all of us a divine design. And so people are struggling to find out who am I? What's my purpose in the world? You know, people are overlooked, left behind the gate. So I meet at the well with you. I bring my my voice. I bring my words. I bring my mind. I bring my understanding. And I meet with the world. I bring the world and the word of God together. We socialize them both so, so that we can have a holistic understanding. Wow. Wow. That is, that is powerful. That is powerful. You know, investing in people is probably one of the best investments a person can make. You know, early on, you were talking about seeds and how a seed is then cultivated over time. And, oh man, meet at the well, let's meet at the well. I I know that you're probably really making a difference in a lot of people's life, a lot of people's life. Because like I said, I watched some of your videos and they are on point. So you just continue to be that person meeting people at the well and sharing your story and also sharing their stories. Shona, I know that you are, I I looked at your bio and, and let me tell you, you've had, you've had an amazing journey. And one thing I I noticed you were in the military, you were in the military, U S army veteran. How, how did that start? What, what made you get involved in, in going to the military? Well, once again, that airbag in the face, that journey started out (laughs) that way. Just airbag in the face means uh, they say people will remember the first thing you say. So that airbag in the face, all of us have probably maybe experienced it in a different way. But the airbag in the face journey means I started out 
with the realizing that at some point there was a crisis in my life. And at an early age, I realized that I, we, I had some lacks. We didn't have the financial means to go to college. Um, my parents didn't really think about us going to college. They didn't really even, you know, uh, encourage us to go. They just said, hey, as long as you get a job and, you, you know, you got a good job, that's good. But that, that wasn't really good enough. Right. So I realized that from early on, I, there was a lot of lacks around me, a, a lot of um, just deficits and dysfunction. And so I thought to myself, well, if I don't have money to go to college, what organizations will pay for me to go to college? And it will be go. something honorable. And so my father was in the Air Force for four years and he got out. But I decided I'm going to join the Army. Cool. And I got into the Army. Um, and I realized at first it wasn't, you know, I was still kind of young and wild. I'm still young and wild. <laughs> but at, at some point, I realized that it was time for discipline and structure. And that's what the Army brought into my life. It brought discipline, structure, st stability, and it gave me a great start. You see, I went to 13 foreign countries, some, something I would have never done on my own. I would have oh, wow. never had the finances to go travel 13 foreign countries. Wow. Um, and so... Being a military veteran, you know, I did a tour in Iraq. It really made me proud to serve my country in a sense, something honorable. And they paid for my bachelor's degree. They paid for my master's degree. And I have free medical for the rest of my life. So I'm yes. pretty much taken care of. Yes, yes, yes. That is, that is so good. That is so good. Yes. So good. I mean, you were in Iraq were you, were you, what, what, what exactly, uh, what was your job out that way? Well, I started out in the army as a 62 Juliet. That is, that is heavy equipment operator, which meant I had to drive scrapers, sea trucks, dozers. And if you look at me, I am not that kind of girl. <laughs> I mean, I'm from the country, but that kind of stuff was not my thing. So I, I did not know that the military had such a big musical department, oh, really? which I am a singer and a songwriter. So I went and tried out. I got into the soldier show. They liked me so much. They said, can you, would, we want you for our overseas band. Okay. So I got in with the band and I went overseas. And then when, when the band deploys, when we deploy as a band, we go pull all the guard duty. So that's like 12 hours of guard duty. And then we go wherever soldiers are, you go and you play music to boost morale. So right. it was a great adventure. I mean, my journey started out as an airbag in the face, but God, you know, we all, we got that but God story. But God, God came in and broadened, broadened my horizons and showed me that, look, um, I have things mapped out for you, you know, things you didn't even think of. And so that's what the military and I would encourage young people who are undecided on what to do give you know the army has changed a bit the military but it's still good it's still a good place to get stability discipline and structure in your life and then you're young you you, you can branch out and do what you want to do from there but it's a good start, start amen up. amen well thank you so much for serving our country and coming home safe and continuing on the mission to serve people. I noticed that you wrote a book as well. I, and, and, uh, we got to talk. I can't let you go without telling us a little bit about the book that you, that you published. Um, it says God is a behaviorist. Well, think about what, it. What, what's All up with that? Behave. Okay. Okay. Uh, think about it. Oh, we, we're children. We're, we're his children. 
Okay. You're a parent. I'm a parent. Yes. And most humans, what we, most of what we do is behavior. We behave. I'm fascinated with the human behavior. So I love to study the brain, neurobiology, and human behavior. So as a parent, God calls himself Heavenly Father. He calls us his children. I'm a parent. What do we do when our children leave out of the house? We say, hey, be on your best behavior. You, know, you represent our name and all that stuff. So guess what? Yes. If he's a heavenly parent, yes. he pretty much thinks the same way. He's the ultimate behaviorist. He says, hey, go out and obey my commandments. Uh, do this and don't do this. Uh, you know, so he is a behaviorist. God is concerned about your behavior. It, many scriptures show us. A lot of the blessings in the Bible are conditioned on your obedience. Are you following his commands? And, and, you know, so it's not like he's a legalist or he's a, you know, he's standing over you with a little wand or a switch. But he's saying, hey, I'm looking out for your best interest. So as a father, heavenly father, Mm. you are in covenant relationship with me. So be on your best behavior. And Mm. when you're not, you can repent, ask for forgiveness and drive on now. Come on, man. Turn from your way. Come on now. Come <laughs> on now. Just like Preach. a parent does. He does us just like we do as parents. So is your book, is it currently, it's still in print? How can people buy a copy of it? It's still in it? print. It's still on Amazon. Okay. So go to Amazon. Everybody that's watching, I want you to go to Amazon and pick up that book. God is a behaviorist. From Shona, Dennis, you better go pick it up. Stop playing. Stop playing. And you know what, Shantae? What's so good about the book is that most people don't understand what they inherited. Remember I say you got to have a garden mindset? Yep. Most people are living unaware of what they have inherited from their family. So they, they behave just like everybody else, mama them, grandma them, and, Come on. and, and auntie them. Come on. We, we got these generational behaviors and predispositions and patterns that we wonder you know, why, why can't I get rid of this? Well, it's hardwired in your brain. You've been conditioned and shaped to act this way because they act that way. So God, that book helps you understand that, hey, you no longer are, are accountable. AAA, Awakening Awareness Accountability, you are no longer accountable to them as you are accountable to me now. Mm. I'm looking at you. you. You are accountable to me. So consider your ways. Start educating yourself and unlearning some stuff that, you, that come from the past and generational curses and cycles. Wow. You know, that's a whole nother show within itself. That is a whole nother show within itself because you're so right. right. We are patterned after the people closest to us. We model their behavior and we could think that we don't, but over time we realize, man, wait a second here. I, why am I doing that? Why am I continuing to act that way? Well, that's, that's because right because your daddy was acting that way. That's because your mama acted that way. You know, I remember a, a quick story and the story went similar, something like this. It said that a young woman was at Christmas and he was, she was asking the grand, the grandmother, granny, why do you cut the ham? And, and the granny said, well, because my mama cut the ham and, and my mama's mama cut the ham. And he said, well, well, why do you cut the ham? And the little girl went to the grandma. Why, why did you cut the ham, Granny? She said, well, I cut the ham because it couldn't fit in the pot. And they had no idea, never asked her why she was cutting it. They just assumed that that's the way it was done. So to those who that's are watching, right. who is cutting the ham when you ain't supposed to be? That's right. The law of reproduction. The law wow. of reproduction wow. says... 
we normally we normally reproduce who we are. Mm, mm, we mm. normally reproduce who we are or what we've been uh, taught and what we've caught. So you are the person that has to break the generational cycle. Who's going to break the mold in your family? That's the accountability part of the AAA. Who's going to break the generational cycle and the molds? Well, you know what? That's what we're all about with Share the Stage. We are here to help break some of those generational cycles and bring the awareness to the world. I want to thank you for your time today, Shona. I, I, I thank you for being present and being part of this journey with me. Uh, before I let you go, how can people reach you? They can reach me um, definitely at the website. Um, it's www.meetatthewellnetwork.com. You can definitely go to my website. Uh, it has my number, my email. You can definitely mess inbox me on Facebook. Um, definitely, I do um, I do one-on-one counseling sessions, um, small group um, sessions with, uh, I have co-sign your significance. We can do that one-on-one. We can do that in small groups, helping you understand what we just pretty much talked about, the generational uh, ground that you've come out of, and maybe you feel overlooked or left behind the gate. You missed your moment. It's too late for you to start. No, it is not. There's a divine design for your life. And so we will do that session, that 30-day that session with one-on-one with me or as a small group, intimate setting, and we will bring you up to par. We will raise the bar of your life so that you can co-sign, which means co-partner with God, that you are approved. Just like you need a co-sign on the car, you've been approved from your birthright, from the time you were born. But a lot of people don't know that I am significant. I'm approved. I am approved. So I'm there to help you. I am approved. Right. Everybody watching, I want you, you to say approved. it right. I want you to say it right now. I am approved. And and we gonna get one I of them. I am approved. We're gonna get one of them stamps. Make That's sure right. people now know. Now co-sign yourself. Co-sign your significance. Thank your you, value, Jesus. Your worth. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, I, oh, there I'm is so, a divine design. Amen. Amen. I am so excited. I am so excited. And before I let you go. What wisdom and knowledge do you want to leave the audience with? Okay, I'm so glad you asked me. So I need everybody to pay attention and understand this because you are a seed and you have one life. So each family has a story and you're in that story. You can't unscramble an egg. So you've caught some things, you've been taught some things, but guess what? Their story does not have to be your story. You can co-sign your own significance. That means that your conditions that you were born into, your conditions are not your conclusion. Did you hear me? Your condition is not your conclusion. You can rewrite, you can renew, and reintroduce yourself to the world, to the world and to yourself. So that's what I want you to get tonight, that your, your condition is not your conclusion. You can rewrite, renew, and reintroduce yourself to yourself and to the world. Your condition is not your conclusion. Wow. Your condition is not your conclusion. My goodness. You know, I think this show was amazing. You did an awesome job. Thank you so much for being a guest with us today on Share the Stage. I hope I'll have an opportunity to interview you again. And may all of you who have been watching, make sure you like and share and visit uh, Shona over at her website, Meet Me at the Well. Thanks so much.
See you guys next time on Share the Stage. All right. Bye now. Co-sign your significance. All right. God bless you.